1: Sportsbet BS hotline. State your emergency.
0: Yeah, it's me partners group. Me mate I uh, reckons he bought in. Okay,
1: hang up now. What? And join Sportsbet's Bet with mates. It's group betting without all the BS. Conditions apply. Gamble responsibly. one eight hundred eight five eight eight five eight. 858
0: 858 Great to have you with us this Monday afternoon. Been a busy day already as trade period gets underway and the Greater Western Sydney Giants have been right in the middle of it with two deals already done. Jason McCartney there. List manager has been good enough to join us on the show. Hey, Jace, thanks for your time, mate. Um, you've got the ball rolling. You've come out of the blocks uh, with uh, with real gusto this year.
1: Andy, Josh, yeah. Yeah, look, it's – the things have been in the pipeline probably for a couple of weeks now once you know what sort of the intentions of a couple of players are. So you get to work and you, you get what you think is the best deal possible. And it was important for us uh, and a good opportunity on day one to get these two deals done because – Obviously, it strengthens our hand, but it still gives us another nine days to see if we can strengthen that further, whether that be in terms of uh, our, our draft order and where we're selecting or, or in terms of, you know, other players, player acquisition space.
0: You've been around long enough to know, though, that even though, you know, the, the um, deals can be laid out and the best intentions exist, but for one reason or another deals don't get done quickly. There might be some kind of really borderline haggling over for example the 12 and 19 for Tim Taranto. You might have been going for 17 for whatever particular reason and we spend days on the margins. Why do you think do you have a reason as to why it looks like this is going to get um, rolling quickly this year?
1: Look there is a lot obviously to be discussed and worked through this year. Obviously it was pretty quiet last year so I think for clubs, it's, it is it is a hard one. Like Obviously, you're always looking at what's the best opportunity for your football club to put it in the best space moving forward. And sometimes you're looking at, okay, what are the opportunities for the club you're dealing with? Can they get a better hand somewhere? So I suppose sometimes there's a reluctance for some clubs to go too early for fear that, geez, what if this happens? They end up, they end up with do-a-deal with us and they end up with a better pick and things like that. Yeah. Um, so you need to be, have a little bit of caution around that. But then there's some that you just look at and you go, well, that club, uh, it's there's just nothing. There's nothing more they're probably going to be able to do in, in certain trades or any other transaction around picks. So you're best to get to work early, which we have with Richmond on this one, and we might be able to uh, improve that position.
2: Jase, uh, I hope you've got your phone charger everywhere you go. You're going to need it over <laughs> the next few we- couple of weeks. Uh, is there... In regards to Jacob Hopper, who's the other um, uh, you know, uh, elite mid who you've got, who's uh, expressed interest in going elsewhere, and, and Braun as well, is there an acceptance that both players will be leaving or is there still uh, a, 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 an element of hope that you guys might be able to convince them to stay?
1: Oh, look, Tanner being out of contract, uh, that that one's definitely gone. And Jacob obviously in contract. And that's why we separated the deal with uh, Jacob and, and Tim. Uh, obviously, Tim being out of contract. So, yeah, Jacob stated his intentions and, and, and Richmond understands where that sits. But it was just one that we definitely want to separate because it just feels like there uh, needs to be a bit more work done on that. It's not obvious with what Richmond has sitting there at the moment that it can get done. So, yeah, we probably need that. Yeah, we we definitely need that extra time to to look at things that can be done there to improve what a deal could look like.
2: Just we spent a bit of time talking about you know Jason Horn Francis, a first year player looking to uh, break a contract. There's a couple of other you know players in their second or third year who are either in contract or even just you know having fulfilled their first contract and looking to leave. What's your view on? I guess Tanner's the example here, but what's your view just generally about these young guys? Seemingly more willing to break contract after one or, or two years in the system at their club.
1: Yeah, I've been on record and we have as a footy club of chatting about this before that I think there is a, a definite opportunity for this to be looked at moving forward. I don't know what the cutoff point is in terms of uh, what level of draftee. Is it the first round? Is it the top 25? Where does it go to? But it, it does need to be looked at, we believe, and strongly believe that um, two years isn't long enough. It's, it's a really uh, difficult to get a handle on what the player is evolving into in, within, two, uh, within two years. Two years goes very quickly. So I understand they've got to nominate the players to go through a draft and they don't get a choice there. But we definitely think it should be longer than two years, at least for that first-round um, draft pick. It just gives you that, that opportunity. And also what can happen is, obviously, uh, leaving after two years, uh, your investment um, mm. when you go to the trade table, uh, different with the Horn France being number one draft pick, but it's sometimes uh, clubs might look to dilute the value in a transaction, um, even though you've invested heavily in that player over a two-year period.
0: GM mm. of footy the GWS Giants, Jason McCartney joining us he's not yours anymore so you know you may not want to weigh in but how good could Bobby Hill be Jason?
1: Yeah he's not ours he's the pies he's certainly got talent there's no doubt about that and we uh, the first and foremost when we talk about Bobby I think straight away we're just so pleased that his health and wellbeing yeah. is paramount and that's in a good space so Obviously, it was a pretty traumatic uh, time uh, throughout different stages of uh, this year when that uh, situation occurred. So, yeah, look, he's got talent and um, who knows in the Collingwood system, um, you know, where he could get to. But obviously, we've been had an awareness of, of this for a while and, and we got to work pretty early in the season, obviously, on a... Player that we, we rated highly and could fit our system well in, in Toby Bedford, and obviously we need to facilitate a trade there with Melbourne. But uh, it's great that he's agreed to come to our footy club.
2: Yeah, no doubt. And he'll, uh, you know, play looking for, for opportunities and hopefully one you can get done. I'm interested in your view again, probably a philosophical uh, view more than anything, but you know, it's the first time I think we've seen. In effect, the, the the purchase of a of a draft pick with the with the Jack Bowe situation. Now, not to disrespect Jack, but but what's your take on where it may lead to in terms of you know a, effectively purchasing a draft pick?
1: I like the idea. As there's, there's no doubt, we've seen uh, through probably free agency and some of the early draft picks that the salaries have really increased in that sort of cohort of players. So the the top draft picks going to their third and fourth year, and then Obviously, players, the free agency are the top line players, we have seen movement in the past, but probably what we've seen is more players uh, end up staying at the top liners as free agent, and it's just uh, the salaries have increased a lot. So I don't I don't mind the idea of this, and it's it's really good, and I think it. Um, you know, if you look and you follow closely, Josh, obviously the American sports, it, it can be an opportunity to be even advanced further with this. But um, I, I can see, and it's a great opportunity for the clubs there, obviously. The number that he's um, uh, Bose has for two years to run, like clubs could get creative with where do they go? Do they end up extending him by four years and they, they pay a little bit more? But they're picking up a, a really top line draft pick. So, yeah, yeah, we applaud the initiative of this being uh, accepted by the AFL, which probably we saw a little bit of a glimpse into the future last year um, when obviously it was Gold Coast and, and Fremantle uh, with Brody, the trade there.
0: Just broadly speaking, Jason, how many players on opposition clubs do you have an accurate understanding of their contractual situation?
1: Well, it's up to us because obviously the contracts aren't open. So it's up to each club individually to keep a pretty uh, pretty tight database of when the re-signings are occurring. And I think most clubs do that really well. And you, you're probably always about you know, 90 95% uh, because yeah. clubs, when they do re-sign players, want to get that news out there. So you have people in your organisation keeping right across that. Uh, there's always some that slip through the cracks, but you never, you know, in terms of what they're getting at other clubs, it's only it's only probably a year or so, and you get a bit of a feel through a lot of conversations throughout the year with managers and. Uh, that's how you get a bit of a guide, but yeah, the database is important to to know who's in and out. But as Josh spoke about before, it doesn't really matter too much now, does no, it?
2: It does <laughs> not my, It doesn't. Uh, Jacob Hopper does. I think most of us who don't live in this space would say, oh, he's you know worth about what uh, Taranto's yep. worth. But does the fact that he's in contract make him, in a sense, worth more?
1: Well, being in contract and advantage for, for us, that's for sure. There's no doubt about that. So you can, you know, Richmond in our dealings with them around um, Tim, but also in some initial chats about Jacob have been have been uh, really good to deal with in terms of what they've got on offer. Um, it's just a unique scenario that two players and high-quality players going to the one club um, uh, putting forward what you've got is fantastic, but ultimately is it enough in the end? So that's what we've got to continue to work for, and that's why we split the picks, uh, the, the deals, and, and did the uh, Toronto deal today.
0: Might, might a player be involved in that, or players, or is it just draft picks that you're looking for?
1: No, it needs to be explored, but it's a combination of, of draft picks and, and players, uh, no doubt about that, and that obviously has been a conversation it has been ongoing over the last week or so, and and now knowing what we've got in our hand now, we've we've got nine days to continue some of those conversations, investigations.
0: And, I mean, this is one conversation we had a bit earlier when we were talking about the Sydney Academies, and, you know, we sort of lump all of the Queensland and New South Wales teams in a bit together at times like this, but when when you're talking to a club about players and you're talking to players about coming to your place, how big a challenge is it? I mean, is it getting any easier? Is it how hard do you have to sell it? Is does it depend on the individual? Where does that sit, Jason?
1: Yeah, that's a really good question. No, we we have no problems. We've probably been we've been in a space where we haven't been massive in the acquisition space over the last few years because we've just been really invested in our group and we've been regularly playing finals up until this year and we've we've been around the mark. So we we are sort of. Resetting uh, our direction and what we're doing under a new coach in Adam Kingsley, but when we have had these discussions with players, there's, there's no problems at all about getting players. That uh, if you can line everything up, that yep. uh, want the opportunity to come to Sydney. Uh, obviously, the Swans have done it well in the past, but um, obviously that ability for the player who may have lived in the in the bubble in whether it be um, Victoria in Melbourne or whether it's been in uh, South Australia in Adelaide or, or West Australian Perth. To get to Sydney and to ply your trade and uh, and go about your business with a little a uh, little bit less uh, fuss and fanfare at times is is really appealing. So and we've seen, you know, Jesse Hogan's really thrived in our environment up here. Um, is a really good example. So yeah, there's no problems around that in. When you're ready to acquire the player, Sydney's uh, Sydney's got plenty to offer, and so does our footy club.
0: And we'll let you go, but just last one on on the women's program. It was a terrible week for them, you know, a fortnight ago. But gee, the way they responded uh, against my mob on the weekend says a fair bit about the uh, the ticker that exists within that group.
1: Yeah, it was uh, it was a fantastic response, uh, Andy, like the week before, obviously the Crows are an outstanding team in the AFLW program, but. Yeah, great response. Really well led. Cam Bernasconi doing a, a wonderful job there, and the coaches and Brianna Harvey. So, and our leaders. So it was really important. We're back home. We're playing in Henson Park, and yeah, really strong performance. So we uh, we look forward to uh, the next few weeks there and see what's uh, what's possible. Because uh, as you know, the the competition that's um, there's some real
0: top end that's oh, yeah. going really well, and then it's pretty even through the middle. So
1: yeah, it just gets us back on track, which is important for our girls because they're working really hard.
0: Mate, thanks for coming on. It's been a busy day, and there's a bit more to do, so I'm sure it won't be the last time that uh, we'll be talking about your mob through the next week and a half. We appreciate you being available to us today.
1: No problems at all. Great to talk. Good on yeah.
0: you, Gen- General Manager of Footy at the Greater Western Sydney Giants, Jason McCartney. So a bit to do. Um, yeah, the oh, Richmond stuff sounds it, interesting. It feels doesn't it? like yeah, 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 and they've
2: they've got the uh, they've got the upper hand. Yeah, clearly Jason thinks they do, and the contractual status of Hopper makes more likely that they do.
0: And he doesn't seem like, from the outside looking in, he doesn't seem like the sort of player that if a deal doesn't get done and he has to spend another year where he is – He'll turn it up and yeah. he doesn't strike his turn brain. Turn up, not turn it up. He, no, no, he'll turn, turn up, up, but yes, he so, will so. not turn it up. He'll yes, yes. he'll be wholehearted yep. and give you know, yeah. what he's Only been given. Only plays game in my Exactly. Mind. Uh, let's get to the latest in the newsroom. Julio is going to jump in, I think, after the news to whip our way through all the bits and pieces that have taken place today.